Hello, I'm your host Tanya, and welcome to the second episode of the Military Branches Podcast. Today we'll be focusing on a different branch, the Army. I'll give you an interesting understanding about their history, which they went went through some pretty bad times, and a day in the life of the Army, some ranks, and, of course, their enlistment system. Now, on to the history, the Army and why it was created. The army wasn't really formed until 1775 due to the Revolutionary War. They fought the British troops in the Battle of Lexington and Concord. After that, the Continental Congress made the Continental Army and had George Washington lead the army. The army that George Washington led was told to fight and train exactly like the British. I'm pretty sure that they did not like that. After the war, they and they had America. The Congress wanted to disband the army because they didn't want the permanent want a permanent army. Uh, they thought that the army would try to enforce laws, and the Congress really did not want that at all. The Congress increased the army temporarily. The nineteenth century lacked manpower and the funding to make a well-made army. The army was used to remove people, also known as killing, such as the Indian Removal Act. They killed Indians. The army got reduced by Congress in 1817, and in 1823, 6,000 men were left in the army. Now, the Mexican War changed the army naturally. The Civil War which has a lot to do with slavery, split them. The army split into two, two groups. One, the Confederate Army, and the other, the Union Army. What is up with these names? And everyone chose sides. Both of the army's population had declined over the course of time because they split. Um, Okay then. Congress made a reserve force that had enlisted men and officers. It was kind of put off to the side, just in case. And the armies, both of them, had a ton of increases because they split up. World War II women took took the place of men in the military because most of the men were sick or getting hurt all the time, and women wanted to fight in the war, so they took their place. The army found a way to communicate and an almost unbreakable code that the army used between them and the marines. Like I said, almost. Pretty sure there was someone that couldn't break it. When World War II was done, and the army discharged people, they had to do it quickly, because the public started to worry about them. They had some serious budget problems, and the president cut the amount of money that the army people were getting. It went from $4 million to less than $1 million. And I'm guessing at the time that wasn't a lot. Now it would be a lot of money if somebody had one million. The president separated the Air Force from the Army and made a new uniform code of military justice. So he created another branch. So that brings us to three branches, I believe. The Navy and the Air Force, well, I guess it's four now, needed to desegregate before June 1950, and the Army had to do it before 1954, so they had another four years, roughly, but they still had to do it. 
both sides signed a document to stop their fighting, so make sure that there wasn't any more wars. The army the army's commitment had changed once again in 1965. The army, when they went to Vietnam, had some alcohol and drug issues. Some soldiers got addicted since they could get the stuff in Vietnam. And that was also where they were fighting. It was hard for them to fight due to the fact that they were intoxicated. So they were drunk or high or something like that. The army lost their respect due to that and they lost many recruiters. They didn't really regain respect until the 1990s. And many people thought that army wasn't really a career. And women found more opportunity in the army because the men didn't really want to recruit or go there. They have a don't ask, don't tell policy for in the army for the LGBTQ plus community that enlists. They have to keep their sexual orientation a secret from everyone else there. And people might be just discharged if they come out. And they were accused of homophobia. On to a day in the army. There are two types of soldiers, an enlisted and an officer. If you're active, you will usually live on the base and you'll have full salary and really good health benefits. Now, if you're on the army reserve, it means you're part-time. You train and you report for duty two weeks a year. And one weekend a month, you get to go to school, you get to live at home, have a job. You still get the health care and the retirement plan. There are branches in the Army. There's the Aviation Branch and the Nursing Corps. I believe the Aviation is the fighting and the Nursing is for health. Officers take care of soldiers and they plan the missions. Soldiers carry out the missions and the tasks. So the officers lead them. The base is on land, sometimes out of the USA, depending on where they're fighting. Corporals can be responsible for small groups, and major generals can also be responsible for a small group. They hold command between 10,000 to 15,000 soldiers. On to the ranks. For enlisted soldiers, private, PVT, is the lowest rank, lowest rank, most get this rank in basic combat training, um, private second class, PV2, an enlisted soldier. They would receive it after completing basic combat training. They can also get it after six months of service. Private first class, PFC. Some are ranked up to this by a year from a supervisor. They're the backbone of the army. They also carry out most of the orders and finish missions. Specialists, SPC, they control lower rank soldiers and they can get this after two years of a training course. Corporal, CPL, this is the base level of a non-commissioned officer. They become team leaders and they become responsible for the individual training. Also the cleanness of people. So if somebody was like not taking a shower, they'd probably take care of that. Sergeant SGT, they're in charge of the fire team, and that has five soldiers. They pay attention to the soldiers' chores, and they make sure that they get them done. A staff sergeant, 
SSG. They are in charge of a 9-10 to 10 soldiered squad. They develop the soldier's potential. Sergeant First Class, SFC, they have 15 to 18 years of Army service and experience. Master Sergeant, MSG, a principal non-commissioned officer, battalion level, and sometimes higher, depending on what they got. First Sergeant, 1SG, they are a lifeblood of a company. Um, they show discipline. They help train and take, take charge of other sergeants. Uh, they usually have 62 to 190 soldiers that they have to take care of. And they also help officers. Sergeant Major, SGM. Chief Admin Assistant for HQ Headquarters. They can only lead people who are under their rank, so they can't lead people that are higher than their rank. Command Sergeant Major, CSM. Senior Enlisted Advisors, and they do policies, training, and conduct. Sergeant Major of the Army, SMA. Looks over everyone below their rank, rank, and they're technically a chief. Warrant officers. Warrant officer, W01, support operations, technical and tactical, and they can be appointed by the secretary. Chief warrant officer 2, CW2. Intermediate level, uh, technical and tactical. They also support operations. Uh, Chief Warrant Officer Three, CW Three, Advanced Level, and Advanced Level Level, Technical and Tactical, Primary Support Operations from a team of some sort. So they have a team that they use. Chief Warrant Officer Four, CW Four. They're at senior level. They're a technical and tactical expert. They support battalions, bridge division and stuff like that. Chief Warrant Officer 5, CW5, is the master level. It is everything that all the others have, except they are higher command of all of it. Officer ranks. Second Lieutenant, 2LT. Officers usually enter as a second lieutenant. They are leaders of a unit that is between 16 and 44 people. First Lieutenant, 1LT. They usually get here after they spend after they served for 18 to 24 months. So that'd be a couple years. Um, they lead a more special weapon platoons. Captain, CPT. They lead units of 62 to 190 people. They can lead service schools and combat training. Some other ranks are Colonial, COL, Major General, General MG, General, and General of the Army, so GOA. The enlistment system. Okay. You will need to do an oath of enlistment, and they'll do a background check on you. Now, some steps. You need to have a meeting with a recruiter. The recruiter will help you get all the correct documents that you need. Then you'll have to take your ASVAB, um, Armed Services Vocational Aptitude Battery. It's a test. It's most of your academic evaluation, which will help you with finding a job in the Army. MEPS, Military Entrance Pos Processing Station. They help, you, they help you out and see if you're qualified. You will also take a physical test. 
Your career is based on your ASVAB score, so they do score you on that test. The last step is basic combat training. Some qualifications for the enlisted. You need to be a U.S. citizen or have a permanent or a permanent resident and a green card. You need to be 17 through 32 years old, have a minimum score on the ASVAB, meet the requirements, and a high school graduate or an equivalent. Officer, you need to be a college graduate before you become an officer, and you need to be 18 through 34 years old, meet the requirements, secret security clearance check. Officer requirements. An ACT or an SAT standardized test, Army medical exam, talk to representative about the path you want, a commissioning source, graduate, BOLC, basic officer leader group, or course, join unit. Uh, three men, it takes about three months to process a, ra- a waiver, and for men, for the physical test, 17 through 21. 35 push-ups, 47 sit-ups, a 2-mile run in 16 minutes and 3 seconds, Uh, 22 through 26, 31 push-ups, 43 sit-ups, 2-mile run in 17 minutes and 3 seconds, 27 through 31, 30 push-ups, 36 sit-ups, 17 minutes and 5 seconds, 32 through 35, these are age, ages, 26 push-ups, 34 sit-ups, and 18 minutes and 4 seconds for the 2-mile run. Women, 17 through 21, 13 push-ups, 47 sit-ups, and a 2-mile run in 19 minutes and 4 seconds. If you're 22 through 26, it'll be 11 push-ups, 43 sit-ups, and 20 minutes and 3 seconds for the 2-mile run. If you're 27 through 31, 10 push-ups... 36 sit-ups, 21 minutes and 4 seconds for the 2-mile run. And if you're through 32 through 35, 9 push-ups, 34 sit-ups, and 23 minutes for the 2-mile run. That's pretty good, although the older you get, the less you have to do, probably, health stuff and stuff like that. Alright, thank you so much for listening. The next time, it'll hopefully be the Marines. Um, I hope you enjoyed this one, and I really hope it gave you a better understanding on the um, Army. And if you wanted to be in it, I really hope this gave you a lot of information. So, thank you.